Who's your daddy? Boom! We are off with another episode of Who's Your Daddy Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Snyder, here with my boy, sharing is caring, unless when it comes to the bathroom, Zach Elias. What's up, Zach? I don't, I don't share the bathroom. <laughs> I gathered no, that from not. last episode. If you've done any more research, did you get it? Is it a side-by-side, face-to-face? I would have done some investigative journalism. Who's your daddy? The podcast Tuesdays we do it live. Saturdays we post it later. Rate, review, subscribe, download. We're on a lot of platforms. We're getting some views, getting some downloads. Everything is starting to look good for us. Episode ninety-eight. We're calling this one Mambo Italiano. We are going to be discussing a lot of things recently. Italian Pride was this past week. I think that's what you call Italian it. Italian right? Pride is that not Did what it is? Sopranos? Christopher Columbus was a hero in this house. <laughs> also. We had the Many Saints of Newark, and we will be discussing that. But before we get started, and, Zach. Sorry, I'm sorry. Joe, babe, we're late. Mia culpa. I was watching Ratatouille with my daughter. It ran long. I'm frazzled. The whole thing's a scene. Go let's, on. Let's what relax. Christmas shirt. What do you got there? I'm going to show you what I got. Right, Zach, I got my silver bullets because you didn't give me my uh, apple I didn't teeny, give you? That is teeny. not what happened. You did? All right. I, I left my pumpkin teeny at, at Eric, your boy's house. Um, Where is it? <laughs> It's. I took it back, and then I was going to oh, bring it when I, when I saw you. Yes, when I was going to see you yesterday, I made a point to bring it to softball, and then yeah. forgot to bring it again. <laughs> so I don't have the pumpkin spice uh, beer. So I got the silver bullets. What is called City Lights again? Oh my God! Speaking of pumpkin latte, whatever you want, I went out with Chi last week. He was in Jersey. We go to a Fridays to watch some baseball. And it was sounds like you've got it all figured out. Not a lot of people in this bar establishment, whatever you want to call it. And there was a bunch of guys sitting at the bar. And next thing you know, they come out with a pink martini with a plate next to it, which looked like a cotton swab. And then I immediately knew I said, that's a piece of cotton candy that's going to be going in that martini. Sure enough, I grabbed the menu. That's exactly what it was. You get a cotton candy martini with a little bit of cotton candy next to it. And this guy drinking it, $21. I think maybe more. But the point was, you can't judge anybody. It's 2021. We might lose our, you know, all of our subscribers. I thought that was a very bold move. At I'm a not bar. judging him for the color. I'm judging him for what he's drinking. That's what I'm saying. The color for, means nothing. That's, a, not, that's a very. I'm weird. not going to judge him for who he is. I'm going to judge him for what he drinks because that's ridiculous. Which is one and the same, Zach. No, it isn't. Straight guy could drink that. I judge him too. It's ridiculous. It's a terrible order. It's a weak order. There's probably something better on there. What do you keeping have? keeping with? I hope it's I, pink and pop cotton candy. Keeping with October, we're doing another pumpkin going to Woodchuck Hard Cider, 5% alcohol. It might as well be Cocktober. What are you drinking? What is that? (laughs) Cocktober. It's a Woodchuck. It's pumpkin spice cider, 5% alcohol. It's pumpkin. Is the Woodchuck throwing up? What is going on on that? He's eating. It's the rest of his body. It looked like from afar he was chucking. (laughs) You'll see. All right. right. Enjoy. Release the Kraken. Yeah. Go nuts, big boy. Look how I am. Too sweet. Oh, my God. 200 calories in this? This is all sugar. Oh, you oh my fat God. ass. My ass is going to jingle for a week. But again, the Peloton. Oh, it's a Let's Heineken just... shirt. Oh, it's a Hoboken shirt. Talking oh. about all things Italian, I lived in Hoboken for a little bit. Are you aware that Hoboken is like what people from Jersey aspire to do? That's like the, oh, one yeah. day we're going to do this after college. And one of my good friends who listens to this, that was one of the highlights for him. The kid's a townie, essentially, except for the five years he lived in Hoboken. So he's a townie with a high-end townie? That's what Hoboken is. <laughs> high-end townies. They think they're high-end. 
when it comes to Italians, do you know any other people that are more proud? Because it's it's like the the more Harvard loud? joke. Oh, proud. proud! I thought you said loud because they're they're very loud. People. That was the siren in the background. Mm. Yeah, so Italians. Oh, uh, you know they they love being Italian and and you know they wear it all the time. And if they don't, the undershirt will tell you for you. I've noticed that in New Jersey, a lot of people have adopted the Italian accent, and that's essentially turned into this because it's not typical Italian. It's not like a no, it's East Coast Italian. It's, it's yes, dropping this, letters, being you know, it's, it's right. Mob chic, right? My friend Melissa hangs out by the water. Like if you add the the er, you mm. take away. It, it gets very crazy. The same way I've noticed in New York, essentially, it's just all New Yorkian. Everybody in New York sounds like either like you, somebody who's on the Borscht Belt, you know, back in the fifties, hey, or it's that like Rosie Perez type of so sound. New York Rican or Jew York? That's what's going on here. It's it's New Yorkian or Jew York is all I hear in Manhattan. But in Jersey, it's so much uh, anti-past, and I gotta get a little gravy on the side. I mean, stuff yeah. like that. Gabagool. What? Overwhelming. It is overwhelming. Just, you moved there, but I am wearing something I got. And my sister has one, and it is essentially a Heineken shirt where they just substituted the Heineken, where it says Hoboken, enjoy responsibly. So I am wearing that for tonight's episode. But we I'm are wearing gonna, a shirt from a door prize at a golf tournament. We're going to be leading 50, in fifty raffle. Do we have to put out a spoiler alert right now? Because we're going to be talking about a show that ended fifteen years ago. Sopranos. Oh yeah. I'm happy to talk about that. I don't know, Squid Game. I haven't seen it halfway through. It's like taking over my life. I don't sleep. <laughs> I see shapes all over the place, squares and triangles and circles. It's killing me. I guess for me, the Italian culture is very important because I've noticed it's a lot of similarities. And anytime I would meet somebody who's Italian, I basically would say, yeah, I'm Jewish. It's the same thing with different food. And Sebastian has a whole bit about that, how Jews get it right in the morning and then drop the ball come lunch and dinner. And it's just very similar, except... The way that the father is treated. We're not nearly as tough as the Italians. I mean, like, Andrew Dice Clay was a big Jew trying to be Italian. That's was as close as we got. But, like, we can't just go, hey, oh, open to a room. Hey, hey, I'm here. Yeah, but it's the same thing. You just say, fe. Yeah, but fe doesn't carry the same gravitas as, oh. It's not the same thing. I guess I've just noticed that the Jewish father is the, the runt of the litter. He just yeah. eats it. He, he, it is one of the worst roles in the family where we the Italian father doesn't have to lift a finger. They are wine, dined, and 69. Well, I don't know about the last part. I'm wined and dined, and I don't lift too many fingers here, but I don't carry the same sort of gravitas that the Italian father does. I can't tell Zoe to do something have her just do it because she's scared of me. No, she'll do it because I'm how she gets food. It's transactional. But there's no fear in the eyes. The Italian father's feared. All you got to do revered. is t- – You, you got to tell her a couple times, Zach. Twice. Um – it's five across the eyes. No, the Italian father is feared by his sons and revered by the daughter and feared by the, the person dating the daughter. You want to date Tony Soprano's daughter? Good luck. No chance. Terrifying. No date chance. My daughter was scared of me. I need to get, I need to get a big Italian. I got to rent, rent an Italian. You've seen the many states of Newark, right? I mean, this was a big deal coming out. If you think so. It was all it w- right. Was it not a big deal that it happened? It was happened? a deal and then it got made. It was a story that didn't need to be told mediocre acting. It was fine. It was nice nostalgia. I liked seeing the characters young. Like when he turned to, to the young Carmela, that, that was fantastic. That was something for you? I don't know. It got me. Yeah. That was that, that the chick he was dating there was Carm. But fantastic. we knew that. He had said in the show that, uh, you know, when I yeah, beat that guy up back jacket, in high school. Uh, it doesn't matter. It was good. Eh. Um, He'll never make varsity. His hands aren't big enough. Yeah. It was good. June shrunk because that guy's like six eight um the guy from billions 
either way, he's a Bushman of the Kalahari. I know that's your favorite line. Yeah, I'm going to be sharing my favorite lines from Sopranos. You're aware that they made this movie and there's going to be more. Clearly, right? You, 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 and you know you what? It the- wasn't that good. And I'm still going to see them because I'm an idiot. No, you're not an idiot. And this is my point. People who came out and thought this was going to be the next whatever prequels other than Godfather 2, never as good never. because you know what's going to happen. I sat through three hobbitses because I wanted to see it. And every time Gandalf the Grey was hanging off the edge of a ledge, I'm going, I, he's going to make it. I know he does because he's in nine more hours of this crap. We all knew Nick Dicky Moltisante was going to die. You knew Junior was going to be what he was. It was a story that didn't need to be told, but give yeah. me all of it. Give me the next one. Let's keep going. I loved it. I was so excited for this to the point that I think I've said this on air. I binge watched all 86 episodes of The Sopranos in the last month. I'd seen it before, but really, really wanted to do a nice deep dive. And your boy Eric is an idiot. It's one of the best shows ever. It it needs to be watched. If you haven't seen it, it is so goddamn good. What? It's a joke. (laughs) This is a colonism. Vito's metaphor is about as good as it gets. It's a (laughs) joke. What do you do? What do you say? Well, that, but But corner pocket. Colonism is, you watch it the first time as a young guy, we were in college, or maybe you were already graduated, for the TNA, for the gambling, for the mob. The second time you watch it, you're watching the therapy scenes, and it is fantastic. There are so many things that you watch. Every scene has meaning. I should be in therapy. You're not? No, I should be. Oh my God, I really, th- I thought you had a therapist. No, I'm too ADD for it. I'd want it to be like 55 minutes of me bitching, and then five minutes of solve the problem, go, give me the answer. I don't have the en- I don't have the energy to go through the, the, the story arcs. You've like, never seen a therapist with I, your life. Bits and pieces, but ve- but only but like sporadic. No, never for like a full go at it. I need one, but I don't have the constitution to go through the whole thing and to like do the work. I want to just complain and then have them fix me. That's more impatience than ADD. Well, the tomato tomato. What do you say? What do you? <laughs> what do you um, do? What do you say? Exactly. <laughs> It's a lot of stuff. Yo, stop licking the fucking beer can. The cat is licking the can. I absolutely love, love, love Many Saints of Newark. It's not a movie I think I could ever watch again. But for me, look, the obvious you Easter eggs. You just like eggs, the girl. You like the chick. You like the Italian girl who you brought over on the boat with the, with the tits. The fake Penelope Cruz. It was, it was fantastic. I, 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 I'm not saying Watch that. it again. She looks no. just like it. I was happy we got a couple nip slips just in there. Send me a side by side. But look, they put the Holsters ice cream place in there. Like We already mentioned the junior references. A lot of the Easter eggs there were very easy to get through. For me, the guy who paid Buddha was Big Pussy's father. Do you know who yeah. that is in real life? No. I'm assuming you did not. That guy is born and raised Jersey. Very, very, very famous comedian. I thought he stuck out like a sore thumb. It's Joey Diaz, who is very, very popular. He's a Cuban guy. He was the guy that got shot in the head. So you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I thought he looked very out of place because he was somebody that looked like he should have been in the first guard round of The Sopranos. He almost seemed like too modern the way he looked and acted and talked. For me, it didn't work, but it's not even a cameo. I think it's fantastic. I love that. And then he was the guy that told a joke and then goes, oh, a real fucking comedian. And that was the inside That's joke. Funny. There. I didn't get that. I didn't get the Easter egg. That's pretty good. Uh, Something that really bothered me in this, and maybe this is my own nuances, is when they go and steal the ice cream truck, they have all the little kids are lining up to get the ice cream before they steal it. They're all walking up and grabbing ice cream. Not one of them takes money and gives it to the guy. They, the guy is just going, ice cream, 
ice cream, ice yeah. cream. I rewound that. I went, do these kids don't have to pay for ice cream? That drove no. me nuts. That was just one of those things. But the Ray Liotta killed it. Absolutely. He was good. Killed it. He was good. I loved it, Zach. I was so prepared for this after watching Sopranos and – I bought a whole little tray of antipast where I had some prosciutto, I had some salami. I went out and Can you bought buy a, a vowel. It's at the end. <sighs> if you think so. I went out and bought a bottle of red wine. It was from the Jamie Lynn Vineyard in California. You know she's a J. Not related to the actual Jamie Lynn, you didn't but when have I was out nets on it cuz that's real classy. When the I wine bottle was the net to me, red wine all tastes the same, but I was yeah. going to get Chianti just because. But then when I saw Jamie Lynn Bar- Barbara, I think is what the name of the type of wine is. Did I you went, have the tablecloth that was like the ch- red and white checkers, like that's some Angelos. At my house? No, but I know what you're talking about. You the should plas- get it. The plastic? Yeah. And I be surprised. for the first time ever, I made from scratch Carmelo Sopranos lasagna, which was re- garlic, right? That's with the, with the Goodfellas. Thing. That's wrong movie. Still, it's like all they do it. They all do it that way from Goodfellas. The reference for Carmela was when Janice was feeding, you know, Janice, Bobby Bacala. by the way, was great. She was really good and looked the part, and the hair was perfect. It was good. The, Janice was, was a, a shining star in this thing. In The Sopranos, they talk about when Janice is feeding Bobby Bacala all the different, you know, wives they bring over, and then she referenced, oh, the one with this and then with the sausage in it. Or they, they, oh, the kids say, oh, we like it with ground meat. Mom made it with ground meat. And she's like, well, this one has saw, sweet sausage in it. And then we find out through Junior that, oh, yeah, with the basil and relief. So I made meat lasagna with sweet sausage, and it was fantastic. We are still eating it. It's been a crowd pleaser. Absolutely amazing. I was so excited for date night, and then I ended up doing this whole thing by myself because my date was in the city having other plans. No invite? I'd have been your date. I'm your Huckleberry. I'll be your Huckleberry. I loved it. I'm hoping they're going to make a couple more, which it looks like they're setting up the way they left it. The movie was all over the place between the riots, between between what was the guy's name? Harold, whatever the, the Leslie Odom jr. Character. There was no plot. He was totally unneeded. The one thing, if I'm going to complain about the movie, which I don't really care what people think is the plot. I don't like that. They essentially wrote into the storyline that Junior Soprano's the guy who had Dickie Moltisante whacked. We didn't need that. For me, that kind of changes the narrative. I didn't need to know if it was the cop who did it. I didn't need to know who did it. But now it's kind of changing what we thought happened, and that really bothers me. Yeah, it felt like a, a artistic liberty that they just right. didn't to make the movie. Because like, I, I gasped, I all been <gasps> like that, but I didn't appreciate that. That was my one comp. Like my game gasp or uh, regular gasp. A regular gas. So, Zach, we've talked about some of the lines of The Sopranos, and you already referenced the one. So, you the Bushman of the Kalahari is how much you top- weigh? About eight pounds. <laughs> two pounds. Two pounds. So, he weighs the fish. I think it was four. Four was pounds. Four? Yeah. So, Bushman of the Kalahari is a that's, top that's line. One. Who was your favorite character on Sopranos when you watched it, or when I watched it? I loved Polly Walnuts. He was great, and. Jenna's father was friends with the guy that character was supposedly based on. Very nice. Died of COVID, of all things. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. The guy had like 30-year career in, 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 in the family. COVID got him. Now, I love Stevie Van Zandt because I'm a Springsteen guy. So he, he's just fantastic. Janice, excellent character. Did we know that the Sopranos Silvio had a mop on? 
Did yeah. we know it? We knew it that it was so- – Did I know it or did you know it? Stop. Because I know that Steven Zan Zan's deal. I know that. But in the prequel, they showed Silvio with the hair going over. Did we know during the time it was a, a rug? Yeah. When was that confirmed? What? In the movie or in the Sil- – In the show. Silvio Dante yeah. had fake hair. We knew that or like you and I knew that because we know Steven Van Zandt's deal. No, yeah. And it wasn't actually confirmed in the show. It had nothing but to they do did it. in the prequel. They yeah, showed the, they, the they, thing blow they over. They did. But, I mean, Van Zandt, had, they asked him about acting. He goes, oh, the wig does half the acting. That was his <laughs> quote. That's great. So, Zach, uh, you got my Duke. I, not that we were ranking them. Janice, that's your Duke? Holly Walnuts. Was oh, yeah. The, I watched 86 episodes in a room by myself, and there were three times I was uncontrollably laughing. And I He's wrote amazing. those. I wrote those down. I mean, he had a bunch of good ones where it's like, yeah, that Sun Tzu guy where he just completely butchers it. Yeah. But well, He was amazing. In reverse order, my number three, the bronze medal for Pauly Walnuts, was when they were talking about the Orthodox Jewish guy with the Shylock business. And he goes, they were talking about how religious, and he goes, Hasidim, but I don't believe him. It, <laughs> I it was any money lender they call a shy. It's fantastic. Oh, I got to get my shy up and running. The Hesh next was one. Great. Hesh was great. But the fact that they said that in the prequel, that bothered me a little bit. The next one was when Tony was having the bear problem in the backyard, and he's at dinner, and he goes, as far as fucking bears are concerned, I say get rid of them all. They had their turn, and now we got ours. That's why dinosaurs don't exist no more. And then the lady goes, wasn't it a meteor that killed the dinosaurs? And he goes, they're all meat eaters. <laughs> and Christopher goes, not meat eaters, meteors. In a room by myself, I was doubled over. To the point that I rewound, I was like, Julia, you got to watch this. And it went clear over her head where it did nothing. But for me, the hardest I laughed watching Sopranos of any of the jokes was when the scene where they have the Russian guy out in the woods and they're running in the snow and Tony calls. Tony calls to tell them because he just met with the Russian guy's friend or whatever. And he's trying to let him know, you know, with broken cell phone is no, no, no. He's some type of Russian ex-commando. He killed 16 Chechnyan rebels single-handedly. He's in internal affairs, but it's breaking up so much. And then Paulie gets off the phone and goes, you're not going to believe this. He killed 16 Czechoslovakians. Guy was an (laughs) interior decorator. And Christopher goes, oh, good. His house looked like shit. (laughs) It's so good. It, it, these are these are the lines of the show that I forgot all about. I was uncontrollably laughing so hard. But the last, but that actually was one of the scenes where the show started to jump the shark. That that the snow scene, but the, because after the last the last couple seasons where Bacala didn't need eight storylines, it didn't need too much side. The train characters. thing was painful. I too couldn't much care side less. Characters keep the top five people in the same room together. There's your program. I did think what was clever, and nowadays. I don't think we get this when we were watching TV back in the day, but all the episodes have names. They, there's yeah. always a name of the episode, and sometimes it's blatantly obvious. The one where Christopher goes off the road, the name of the episode is Heidi and Kennedy. And I remember going, huh, this is going to be weird. And I don't know if you remember the scene, but essentially, you know, the girls have to swerve when they're driving and they see him go off the road. And the one girl turns around, she goes, Kennedy, we should go back. And she goes, no, Heidi, we have to keep going. And that's the name of the episode. Yeah. I thought that was perfect. Perfect name. Your boy is an idiot. Watch the goddamn He's show. Idiot. He's an idiot in general. All right, Zach, you have been doing your own little research of journalism, and I have done everything I could to not Google. Even sitting next to you on a couch, I didn't listen to what the story was, and then it blew up. It blew what? up, but I it blew up. It. <laughs> 
You um, did break it. Well, you no. said, I want to talk about this. It blew up because the the racist email, Gruden, your boy, the racist email didn't land clearly enough. So they had to go to his homophobic and misogynistic, which just, by the way, the email probe wasn't even into him. It was into Julia's boy, your cousin, Dan Snyder. No relation. Yeah, sure. And Julia's team, the Washington whatevers. And it turned out that Gruden sent thousands of horrible emails. Somebody leaked these, right? No, the NFL did a probe into the Redskins and the whole thing. And they're, like, they're allowed to do that. They're allowed to go into their emails. Company. Please, my boss is in my email every day. Yeah, what are you going to do? Um, I know at Goldman they do. My buddy works there. Anytime yeah. we send anything to his thing, he's yeah. like, do not curse in them. Do not. Yeah, really? no, just, just send him an email that says really? cockballs in the title and nothing else. Just like, hi. <laughs> I've, I've gotten in, in trouble for it. By who? By Goldman or Sachs? Who's going to care? I'm a friend. Yeah. Goldman. He's a gold man. Anyway, it, it's – yeah, so Gruden's an animal. And, and the fact that the racist one, which what he said was you can't say that in writing. Really? All right. I have been thinking about this, and I guess I'm the, the asshole. Well, am am I the asshole? He gave an explanation. It wasn't a good one. See, he should have just fallen on the sword and says, you know what? You got me. I screwed up. But his explanation for saying that someone's lips were like Michelin tires, was, in his family is a term rubber lips that means you talk a lot. I watch a show every week where people roast each other, and one guy's bit is always, you look like, and he just, granted, he's a big black guy, and he's he just comedian. goes, he goes art, what's the difference? Liberty. What's the difference? It was not racist to describe the way somebody looks. I uh, actually think- guy it is. A white guy saying that a black guy is not good. Can't do that. There's context. I don't know, man. Like we can just, roast each other about our noses, but if somebody else did it to us, we'd be furious. I wouldn't, though, because when you're talking factual stuff, the guy, he didn't use the N-word. If, if anything, he was so trying you to could find- smell a discount. If somebody else said that, you wouldn't be fuming? Last night, you didn't come out with us with the team, but I was talking about, you know, oh, my neck's been bothering you. And I think it was Karen goes- what? Too many blowjobs? I heard that, actually. It was, I was on the way hysterical. to the ball. I was hysterical. Hysterical. Yeah, that was That's, that's great. That's because she's right, but um, that's <laughs> my point said, is, is there's nothing wrong. I am just such a believer. But we're all hate. friends. He wasn't friends with this guy. He was saying it to. He was friends with the guy that he said it to. I'm not on this guy. He said it about. She's friends with you saying it about. It's third party. It's behind his back. But even so, it's also work versus play. We were like out hanging out. This is his job. You didn't send that at work. You don't have a job, but um, people that do <laughs> wouldn't send that email at work. I, I, I sure wouldn't. There's context. And he's also a public figure. You're not. You got to have a little bit of smarts. Now, there is with the comedian guy, some comedic liberty, clearly not what it used to be. Ask Mel Brooks, who says comedy is dead. And your boy Chappelle, who's... What's wrong with him? Did you watch the special? I didn't watch the special, actually. Oh, I, said, I heard what, what the problem was. What, what do you think the problem is? Because I watched it. I don't th- honestly think there's a problem. Uh, he got roasted or killed for transphobia. The whole special was defending that he's not transphobic because the first five were you're transphobic. Right. So the thing of it is, though, then where what can you make fun of in general? Because, like, I'm a huge Mel Brooks guy. And he had an interview saying that comedy is literally dead because of cancel culture and because you can't say anything anymore because nobody wants to laugh. Nobody wants to be, I think it's funny. Chappelle is brilliant. He's one of the best comedians. Well, he's your, he's your Duke. He um, called himself on the special. He goes, for me to get canceled, some people would call the goat. And he pauses for applause. It was yeah, perfect. It was but perfect. fine. Even so, 
Yeah, and by the way, Netflix didn't cancel him because he's a he's a big earner and he's popular. If if he's a if good earner, he's a good earner. If your boy uh, that we saw at the the Buddha Bar, what was his name, Francisco, had done this, he'd never work in this town again. He'd be dancing for nickels on the subway, but because it's Chappelle, he he can get away with a little bit more. People are so eager to be upset. People are so eager to get feisty and fired up. God forbid, you just let your hair down and laugh, like. Take a few plays off. My hair's down. I'm not laughing. No, but people should just take a few plays off. Just, just, just let it be funny. If it's yeah. funny, it's funny. I heard a good one know. today. Listen to a podcast. It was Neil Brennan, who's a comedian, referencing another comedian named Kurt Metzger, and he said people right now are doing the soccer flop. They're basically saying something or basically looking for somebody to say something that they can just flop and go, oh, he said that. Oh, it's like trying to draw a foul. It was the perfect metaphor. It is. Are- it's a, everyone's looking for the got you moment. You don't need a gotcha exactly. moment. Just laugh. If it's funny, it's funny. I agree. I definitely agree. Zach, I had watched, I don't know how many hours that I did. I compiled a list for trivia every time I... I heard something on Sopranos. Grant, I was using closed caption. I would write down or look up like, eh, what is no. the Gagoots? Or what is this? Or what is that? Today, for trivia, I am going to be testing your knowledge of- By the way, you are so lucky because we use the word Gumar about eight times and your wife or fiance still doesn't know what it is. So go get a Gumar for all you care. She goes, tri- oh yeah, I went to the store. I got a Gumar. It's, it's, it's a candy. <laughs> Try doing that in my house. I get killed. Today I'm going to be- Jersey would tear my heart out and show it to me. I have 10 food items, 10, and I am going to do my best to pronounce them correctly. All you have to do is tell me, is it an appy, is it Ooh. part of the dinner, or is it a dessert? That's it. Ooh. Okay? Let's so, dance. All, all, right. Right. all right, Zelda, what are we doing here? Number one, brajol. Does that come before dinner, during dinner, or is that dessert? Brajol is a girlfriend. No. It's a side piece. So I'm going, yeah. You're so wrong. <laughs> Yo, no, no, no. Watch Beer League. I'm going to go okay. see my brajul. Um, So I am going to go think that it is a dessert because he's saying it's sweet. Okay. I th- so first off, when the person talks about their brajol, they're talking about their schmeckle. Okay. So a br- you're very wrong, Zach. The brajol- yes. In Beer League. I think you miss girl- it. Rewatch that. You're, you're so wrong. Anyway, brajol is slices of meat that are pan fried or grilled often in their own juices. Hmm. But when people reference their brajol, they're basically saying like, suck my caca. That's what they're saying. They got it wrong then in beer league. Ye- I think uh, you got it wrong listening. No, no. You're right on Sopranos. They got it wrong on that thing. Already got it wrong. It's all right. Question the second. Arancini. Arancini. A-R-A-N-C-I-N-I. Arancini. Appetizer. Appy. Correct. They are Italian. Wait, what is brajol? That, that's a main dish? I mean, lit- uh, it's a dinner, yeah. yeah it's fine. Yeah. Arancini, Italian rice balls that are stuffed, coated with breadcrumbs and deep fries. They're basically like rice balls. Yeah. Yeah, So you got one. All right. Number three, manigote. Manigote is manicotti, but it's – you can have it anytime you want. I would say it's a main dish. Correct. It's a dinner. Literally, it means little sleeves, and it's basically manicotti where it's the large plastic tubes and they stuff them or whatever. So, yeah, there you go. You got two. Number four, scuttle. S- Scarola is C- like fish stuff. It's like it's an appetizer. It is an appetizer, and it is prickly lettuce is what it is. Oh, that's like fishy. Nope. No? Still. No, number three. three for four. Number huh. five. He's heating Sh- up. Schwiedel. Jesus Christ. S-F-O-G-L. S-F? Yeah, Schwiedel. Oh, Jesus Christ. That, that, that to me feels like a dessert. 
a shell-shaped filled Italian pastry, which oh! was, it was all over the show. It's basically anytime, anywhere, anywhere. There was always like a li- – it kind of looks like baklava is what it looked like a little bit uh, when I looked it up. But in the show, it almost looked smaller. But <laughs> you're killing this fight. <laughs> Question number six, Zabione. Zabione? Yes. That's a dessert, is it not? An Italian dessert or yeah. sometimes a beverage made with egg yolk, sugar, mm-hmm. and a sweet wine. Very nice. Yeah. I've had it. It's good. All right. Number seven I put in here, which you've already said it during the show, but the fact that your boy didn't know it and the fact that Julia doesn't get it is gabagool. Gabagool, usually it's like a breakfast, like gabagool and eggs. It's like a meaty thing. You could have it as a main dish or an appetizer, but it's mostly breakfast. I'm going to have a main dish. Eh, if I showed up at your house and there was gabagool, it would be essentially charcuterie. Uh, that's an appetizer. Yeah. You know what's funny? You knew exactly what it was and you talked yourself out of the right answer. That's, well, it's, it's, no, but it's a breakfast. Gabagool and eggs. You put it together. It's a meal. Tony just ate it out of the fridge. It was He's an animal. <laughs> Do we not I'm have so any smoked credit. turkey? Where's the smoked turkey? I, I think it's it goes with breakfast. It's part of a well-balanced you're, meal. You're wrong. Number a eight. Charcuterie. Pignoli. P-I-G-N-O-L-I. Pignoli. I think those are nuts. Pignoli nuts are usually found either in a pesto or in a dessert. So both. Um, probably a main dish, pasta pine nuts. Pignoli, a cookie that is lightly oh. golden color and studded with golden pine nuts. So you knew it was pine nuts, but essentially pignolis would but be a box of cookies. pignoli is the nut. It could have but been anything. Pignolis. All right. Now, I'm going off script here. This was not in The Sopranos. This was from Many Saints of Newark. I had to look this up. It was that big feast. Capuzelli. That one, I don't know. That's never heard of that. Capuzelli. Capuzelli. They were like, oh, where are you going? We got some Capuzelli. That's probably an appetizer. It was a dinner. And during Many Saints of Newark with Ray Liotta, when they bring everybody in and they put it down, I remember looking at them going, what in the hell is that? It is roasted lamb's head. That sounds on brand. Do you remember the scene, though? Where yeah. They had that bit- I missed the line, but yeah, I remember that. And number 10, bechamel. Bechamel is like cheese. It's like... Sweet cheese. I'm going to go with dessert. Bechamel, a white gravy known as one of the mother sauces, similar no. to Alfredo. So no. it would be a part of dinner. All but right. the other thing is the queen of a Staten Island. I was with her a couple weeks ago, and I made a reference to gravy. I was like, so she said something about making sauce. And I went, eh, it's gravy. She goes, no, that's what idiot Italian-Americans call sauce. Apparently, that is not an Italian thing. No, it's an Italian-American thing. It's a Jersey thing. And, and yes. parts of Long Island. She got what very did I get? upset. Five, six, something like bunch. that. I'll, ca- I'll count them back when I do the editing. But y- right. you did better than I thought. Zach, I totally forgot Pisha do of the week. I have one good it's candidate. Not- How is it not Gruden? Okay, hear me out. Went over yeah. to see my buddy, my buddy Timmy. I saw him, his wife, new baby. He has this very cute little puggle who I was playing with. Dog hops up on the couch. And she. I'm just like rubbing her and do whatever. She gets so I excited. This dog, gets Lucy, gets so excited, she starts burrowing with her claws into my raw skin thigh. With her claw, like, ah, da, 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 like that. So dog is the asshole of the week? Dog is the asshole of the week. That dog destroyed my leg with her paws. Like, just started scratching like this. I couldn't tell if she was liking what I was doing or not liking what I was doing. But it was so bad that my buddy's wife, like, had to go get me an ice pack. Destroyed my leg. Man up, Gruden. This guy got lost his job because he's an animal. Because he's an email machine. 
You don't put it in writing. Everyone know, in an office, works in an office knows that. You don't put it in writing. And if you have to, text message, not email. You know what? I'm thinking of all the bad things I've ever said. I don't know if I've ever emailed it. I definitely would say Never it in an public. office. You could say anything you want. You're a private <laughs> doctor. It's all good. Don't Booze. use terms from the, from the 70s. Anything goes. Booze Your Daddy Podcast. Thanks for listening. Everybody tell a friend. We're having fun. Getting close to episode 100. Where something some fun's got to happen. It's like Roman numeral C. Well, see you later. Ugh. We out. going to end on that. That was ugh, terrible. Leave it in the editing. Man up. We out.